Alrighty, welcome to um, talk. Oh, <laughs> oh my, <laughs> I didn't see you there. Uh, it's, <laughs> I'm Champ Champenstein. I'm Heather. <laughs> and this is Talk Comics to me. It's Thursday. We've made it a week, barely. Lots of terrible, terrible things happening right now. Um, I do, I do want to mention all of the, the anti-LGBTQIA plus stuff that's going on right now. There's the, uh, Florida don't say gay bill, which basically outs, um, any sort of young LGBTQIA, uh, kid. And then there's also the stuff going on in Texas right now with Greg Abbott declaring that, uh, giving your child gender affirming care is uh child abuse and like asking people to come forward and out those kids and out their parents and so everything's a little awful right now um I tried to look up a bunch of links but there's a lot um I posted a bunch on my twitter at champenstein69 um you should screenshot it and post it on like our story. Yeah, and I'll probably like share links, but like the shirt I'm wearing, the Frank Castle loves his transgender girlfriend shirt, that's up there. Um, and those are go those are going to certain uh donations as well, and like a bunch of different shirts. I know Matthew Rosenberg right now in his shop. If you buy something from them, uh he's donating to uh Equity Texas and then uh like transtexas.org. So there's a lot of different things that are going on right now. If you want to buy something and have your money donated that way, otherwise just straight donate your money if you can. If you can't, I understand that as well. So just take care of your neighbors, your friends, your family, because you know it's it's important that we all protect each other right now. It's scary right now. So yeah, yeah. And that's all I have to say. I'm sorry. It's awful. Sorry. I was looking at Matthew Rosenberg's shop because I remember you or him posting about it earlier and I just mm -hmm. forgot to like look at it. So yeah, we'll be sharing the, the links and more information and stuff on our Instagram. Yeah. We're going to be more active and proactive there. We're, so. we're going to try our best. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it's it's important to, you know, us and I suppose you as well, if you're listening to us, because all we do all the time is talk about these sorts of things, I feel like, especially when they are happening constantly and bombarding us everyday life. Uh, but, you know, it's it's good. It's good to take care of one another and take care it's of It's important to be informed and to understand what is happening as well. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Heather, anything else? no um I'll have one next week I I had something but I completely forgot what it was about so I'll talk about it another time it doesn't help that I just like rambled off and didn't make any sense for a minute well I had it like before we were gonna like record I was like I gotta remember this I gotta I'll remember probably like halfway through and then I'll be like wait <laughs> listen to me um but yeah no that's that's all for now okay go ahead Okay, so I'm going to kick this off with uh, something. So this is a book. It's a very big book. It smells nice. It's good. Um, it's called Prison Pit. It's uh, by Johnny Ryan, and it's the complete collection of it. I never have heard of it, I don't think, before. I know who this artist is. I just never bought any of this stuff before. But it's basically just about a planet that's filled with criminals um and one of one in particular is like trying to get off the planet so just follows his exploits what his name is a uh, cannibal fuck face so it just seemed really interesting um i do most of it was honestly the way that it looked and the way that it like felt and stuff it's just a really aesthetically pleasing book mm. I mean, so, the art is like really interesting too. Yeah, here I'm just gonna open to a random page. So yeah, it's a. Uh, sorry, god damn it! Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Okay, so yeah, 
it's a it's a book that I feel like I'm really going to enjoy. I just haven't gotten around to like actually starting it yet. Um, I did flip through it a lot, and there were some funny panels in it. So once I actually finish reading it, I will give you a proper update. Uh, what do you have next? Um, out. <laughs> This is out. Sorry, I completely forgot about it. Um, this is the last issue of this um, series. This is about the um, multilingual prisoner of war during World War II who is assisting the Nazis with translating what this ancient vampire is saying so that they can use him as a weapon in the war to kind of turn the tables. It ends up backfiring though because the um, indigenous man that they are using decides to instead ally with the the vampire himself so that he can free the prisoners of war and so this last issue is the vampire just going crazy killing all these nazis and then the the ending which i i'm not going to spoil it because it was such a good ending i loved it so much it reminded me a bit however of 30 days of night okay so that's all I'm going to say about that. But I, I would definitely recommend this because it is queer. And the, the I don't want to call it a romance because it's not necessarily a romance. It's just like a little subplot to the story because part of the reason he is in there is because he is gay. It is so good. I love this book. But the art, um, there's like one page in it where the uh, Nazi is getting killed and he gets like his head ripped off and it was so pleasing i'm not gonna be able to find it right now but yeah this, um i i would definitely recommend it i i am gonna make you borrow it at some point when you have free time to read it because i think you would really enjoy it All right yeah no I, like every time you talk about it it sounds pretty interesting so yeah it's a nice little horror story it's quick it's to the point it doesn't mess around and it despite it being a vampire story it's one that i have not read yet so yeah it's good and I mean, I don't mind vampire stories as long as they're like very forthcoming in the fact that like the people in the world belong, like believe in vampires and right, right. Don't just be like, oh, it's God. Anyway, that's a whole nother discussion for a whole oh, nother day. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's all, that's all. That's a rant about midnight mass. I'll just yes, get into that okay. some other day. Um, so <laughs> this is bylines in blood. This is issue number two. Uh, this came out like a, a few weeks ago. I just ordered it real late uh, after the first one. So mm -hmm. I didn't get the second issue. Um, so just about a lady detective who they lovingly refer to as Lady Dick in this in this book. Uh, and this issue only once, but it was like, I thought I was going to get through the whole issue without hearing it. Mm -hmm. nope, they're, yeah they're like now we gotta go ahead and drop this and I was like god damn it dudes like we were so close we we're so close to making it through uh, I forgot about that to be honest like I was trying to remember what book it was and what exactly was being said so yeah it's just like a, a newspaper ex-detective who's like looking into the murder of her friend and is getting kind of like caught up in all of the stuff but yeah she's the lady dick and that's like the first issue they just like really rammed that through and which is what I didn't like about it and this issue I did really enjoy and then they did it again and I was like god damn it but the was art is so huh was it at the end it was really close to the end it was probably like a few pages till it was done so yeah I had gotten so far and I was like oh okay I like the beats that are happening here I like the detectiveness of it yeah I do like the like the art a lot and like this panel setup of her like shooting the guns oh yeah that's so cool so it's there's cool things about it it's just sometimes you know language really gets to me mm -hmm. which might be our theme for this evening <laughs> language yeah I mean that makes sense that bothers me too yeah um uh, but i i don't know i i didn't add it to my pull file so i might have to special order the third one and at that point i feel like i should just add it to my pull file because i think it's only like five issues right 
but I just want to kind of know. I've, I've done the thing where I've gotten enough into the mystery where I was like, well, I got to know now. But are you going to be hate reading it? No, no. Okay. I don't think so. I just like annoyed. Yeah, I feel like just slightly annoyed at points, but not mm-hmm. like I don't like this. Not like a crossover feeling. Okay. Good. That's honestly what I was just going to ask. I was yeah, going to no, say, not like that at all. Not like that at all. No. Okay. No. Um, and then a book I don't have. This is Ghostwriter, the new number one issue of Ghostwriter. I just read it off the wall at work because I can't spend any more money on comics. And I bought like so many comics this week. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's uh, by Benjamin Percy. Oh man, I'm blanking on who the artist is right now. And that makes me feel very bad. Um, but I did really like the art quite a bit. Um, sorry, I'm going to look this up while. No, no, you're fine. I, talk. I was going to look it up for you so you can talk about it. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I just like, I feel like I've read a few first issues of Ghostwriter and there's something I like don't really like about it, but there's a there's something about the way Benjamin Percy like opened up this like first issue of Ghostwriter basically because he's kind of trapped in this town and he doesn't know who he is and it's kind of him like breaking those chains and try, trying to fig- now trying to figure out like who kept him here. Corey Smith. Corey Smith yeah that's I was like I never heard of this guy before mm-hmm. or this person before um but yeah I really like the art I I don't know. There's something that was really intriguing about the story. I might read the second issue off the wall just to see. Because I don't know. I I read Ghost Rider many moons ago now, like 10 years ago. And it's not that I like I liked it, but I don't really remember it. And then every kind of ghostwriter book I've picked up since then, I'm like, eh. But I don't know if it's like. I like the art, but I also don't like the art. There's like really like cliche things that they do with Ghostwriter and like poses and stuff, which they do at the very end of this, which was kind of like, mm. right. Like him roaring up his motorcycle. With me. I was going to ask if there was like a, a panel of that. Cause you see that in like every, it's usually the cover. Like I would expect him like revved up on the back doing that. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> That's I just, just want to see him uh, revved up on the cover doing this. Yeah. He's got his knees like holding it up. Like, yeah. yeah. Writing, I, yeah. writing on the handlebars. Yeah. yeah. He's got to get it up there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, whoever does the covers for Ghost Rider, please keep this in mind. Ghost Rider things. on the handlebars, on his knees, doing the suck it symbol. This is something your readers want i'm ready <laughs> okay it's so not- oh we <laughs> detective we have detective uh this is 1054 and this is finally the tower the tower everyone's figured out what's going on and now it's it's the crumbling event. it's crumbling it's falling psycho pirate is losing control <laughs> um but yeah no, psycho that's, that's pirate pretty much it fake. yeah uh I yeah keep doing that uh it really is it i it's weird because i felt like the beginning of the story was so much better than anything that's come past like past that like i really liked that like the beginning to the like showing that it was psycho pirate uh-huh. And then showing how he controlled everybody, but then everything after that, I have not enjoyed really. It's been it's been dragging a bit. Like it's you know every week is is a bit much for like how slow this build or excuse me how slow the crumble is happening. Mm-hmm. Um, if they were still doing it every other week and maybe half the amount of issues, I'm sure it would be like so much better. But I just wanted. I just wanted it to happen. Like we understood what was going on. We didn't need everything in between like that. Yeah, I don't disagree. It wasn't bad. It was just, and it still isn't bad. It's just, yeah, all of the timings just felt. Yeah. And I did like the weekliness for a minute because I did like the story enough where I was like, yeah, give it to me. Right. And now I'm just like, why? 
Yeah, why are we still going? This could have ended two issues ago. Yeah. Um, can I show you my favorite panel? Yes, most definitely. Just because uh, Nightwing looks really good here. Like the art is really good in this book, mm -hmm. but it's mostly because <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> just the way that he's doing that. Just, I don't know why. Uh, it's very pleasing to me. I just like the way that that looks a lot. But yeah. Um, oh, and then the second half of the story is the um, little boy, uh, Batman sends Robin to go retrieve him so that they can bring him in safely and take care of him. But of course, too little, too late. So many, so many things happening. Yeah. But yeah, and that's our weekly detective. So next. Uh, this is DC versus Vampires. This is issue number five. Mm -hmm. uh, there, I, did you see there's doing a little Damien one shot? I did. I am actually pretty excited about that. It looks, I mean, it sounds like it could be very good. Um, I just really like this story. So I want like, I want them to do a whole deceased thing with it where you like, you think it's over and then it just keeps going. And there's like yeah. four different series that are attached to it. Yeah, I could, I could handle that actually. But yeah, I, I really like this issue. I liked um, I'm pretty sure the juxtaposition is of the like art is because why can't I think of this the guy who's doing uh, we only find them when they're dead art was doing Simone de, de Mateo. Mateo yeah yeah something like that I can't yeah yeah, yeah. Um, he is doing I'm pretty sure the art or was doing the art for Suicide Squad oh okay so I think that's why there is that juxtaposition of the art in the book. I don't know. I I don't know if I'm correct. No, I didn't. I didn't look this up. I was just like, I'm pretty sure that was why they did it. And I really liked the way that that worked. It was like jarring. I'm really glad I had that that yeah. that warning from you about it. Because otherwise I would have also been like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, no, I straight up opened it and was like, oh no, DC messed up. They put the wrong book in here. And I was like, so disappointed. But then I read it anyway, because I was like, maybe it'll make sense. Like maybe I'm just being an idiot. And it did. And I was very pleased with it. I, I loved the, the different styles in it because I like both of the artists that did it. So I just, I thought it was done really well. And I, I do like how different it was while telling the same story. So yeah, just right now, Batman and Green Arrow trying to convince everybody of the truth. Right, which is from Green Lantern, dude, is so fucking funny in this book. I like- Hal Jordan? Yeah, he's such a joke. I just like, every time <laughs> he does something, I'm like, shut the fuck up. He's so funny in it. It's not even, he, I don't know. It's just really goofy and it kills me that he's like, no, he's the bad guy. Like, it's just Batman. Yeah, I just love how everybody also is just like, yeah, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> they just like believe him and it's just because of the way that he says it. Like, of course you're going to believe me because I'm saying it with such confidence <laughs> that you can't deny. Yeah, I guess it also doesn't help that like he had turned, no spoilers, turned Diana which I mean, if you're reading the book and if you're getting to this issue, you already know. You already know. You already know. Yeah, you already been knowing. Um, there's a lot of good twists and turns in this one. I I really did like this issue a lot, and I like. I'm not going to spoil anything. I'm not going to say anything else. It's a good issue. It's a good series. A good issue. So pick it up. Okay. Okay. I have this. This is cover oh, of dark. No. This is issue number two. This book is like, I do enjoy it, but it's just so weird because there are like three different storylines in this one. And I'm just confused as to how it goes with the story. Because like I said, in the first one, you get like the vampire story. And then you also get like a family, which obviously at some point they're going to become intertwined, but I just don't know how. In this one, you get the family, you get um, an Egyptian pharaoh, and then you get a traveling circus. It does not make sense to me. So I'm like, I'm very confused by it. I am going to have to read it again. Um, because I just didn't, I just don't understand like how, how they relate to each other. Um, 
but yeah, it's just vampires, werewolves, shapeshifters. They're all running. They're all trying to protect their family, their kin, while not getting killed by the others. Um, I like the violence of it a lot. Like it's it's very violent, and I think uh, you know in stories with shapeshifters and werewolves and stuff like there's got to be a level of violence to keep me interested and mm-hmm. it's it's doing it all right it's so confusing and I just mm-hmm. I feel like I'm not grasping something in it so I think I'm gonna maybe that's why they released them so close to each other so that you would remember what had happened in the last one <laughs> I don't know I'm on the fence about how I how I feel completely mm-hmm. so I'm gonna have to go back it's called cover of darkness by the way issue number two <laughs> can't remember if I said the name I, I also cannot remember okay yeah I'm no help with anything like that okay I'm gonna straighten out my eyebrows real fast mm-hmm. they're so thick um <laughs> this is Aquaman Aqua Aquaman Aquaman. We're men. Men here. (laughs) Come to our party. Uh, So yes, this is Aquaman issue number one. Uh, um, Sorry, I can't focus after that sunny reference. Um, So this is like spinning out of the Aquaman becoming that just focuses on Jackson and then uh, Black Manta. And I think out of the uh, Aquaman series that was like a few years ago or like a couple of years ago now, I have no idea. Time means nothing. Like the Kelly Sue DeConnick one? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think. That's what I thought too, but I just haven't read any Aquaman anything. So I just, I'm not sure. Yeah, so I I felt like I had a good enough grasp where I could just probably come in here and be fine, which is true. I did. Okay. I I think it would be harder for other people to possibly get what's going on. Mm -hmm. But there is all the like, you know, editor's notes. It's like, go look at this, go look at that, which is fine. But also like, I feel like you should also make it more approachable to a reader, especially within the first issue. Because like, there are cool things that are happening here, but I think... And I, I don't think you necessarily have to read those other things, but it would be nice for like some little context stuff. Right. Like, I feel like I have a pretty good grasp of what's going on because of, yeah, reading that Black Manta series before, but there's like aspects of like the Jackson story where I'm just like, I don't, okay. I don't, I don't know. Makes sense. Yeah. Like. I don't know it was good. I like the art. I enjoyed the writing, but I, I the story, but I do feel like it, it could have been more approachable for people. That's fair. I'm glad I didn't pick that up then because I I feel like I would have been lost. Yeah, and I it it does like yeah, kind of feels that way. Yeah. Okay. So not reader friendly. <laughs> reader friendly, but not new reader friendly. Okay that's better without necessarily going back and reading other things okay all right i'm ready okay deadly class deadly class 51 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a fond um, farewell part three yeah we're getting there how many uh fond farewells are we gonna have five i suppose five it's usually okay. it right yeah so we're getting close so we're not gonna say too much about this because a lot a lot does happen I do want to say it's my least favorite pairing yeah no absolutely same I was very disappointed by it I did not understand why um it was like they'll always end up together love prevails I no, that's not it (laughs) yeah I know that was that was my exact feeling because I just I always have a lot of feelings about Deadly Class. And I mean, we'll have to give it a fun farewell when like it does end. We'll have to like mm-hmm. sit down and like actually talk about this series. But mm-hmm. because every like this issue gave me a lot of emotions. I was just like, God damn it. 
I did the same thing. I like even I was reading it and I that happened and I set it down for a little bit and got up and ate some fucking cheese and then just like had to sit back down to finish reading it because I was like I wasn't mad but I was more annoyed because I was like how are you gonna like not give us them for what like 10 issues and then just randomly bring it back as if like we've been waiting for it yeah because I haven't given one shit if I'm gonna be honest no they brought back the person that I wanted to see that was supposed to be there and now like I don't give a shit like I don't care about that person I don't care about the relationship that's not love they were teenagers they were teenagers teenagers don't know shit about love but I do want to say my favorite part of the entire book was that was so good I love that there was there was also another like panel setup that I oh the panel setup oh I can't I can't show it because it's like it ruins but it's the bottom half where it's like the orange where they're in the biggest fight and they're just like the staccato panels basically yeah yeah no that was that was very good it's and I do I really like how this is coming to an end because it it, it's making me anxious like just talking about it I just like ripped my thumbnail off because (laughs) I was getting so like stressed out about it because I'm like I know it's coming to an end and I don't want my baby boy Marcus piece of shit to die. But at the same time, like I do, you know? Yeah, no, I know. I know. I know. It's stressing me out a little bit. I think that's like the thing is like, as much as I hate Marcus and I think I've hated Marcus more in this like last half than I ever did in the second half before they like did his death before because his death before like really ruined my day. Mm-hmm. like that really like fucked me up for a minute because like I really like had a lot of hope for him and and here like I also do it's weird because it's like I'm watching him do this thing that he was like meant to do just be an assassin I guess or at least just fall into this trap of what he was supposed to do mm-hmm. and he could have yeah like he he says it could have stayed on that beach and and live that life and just been fine and that's like what should have happened and I don't know yeah thinking about this book and like what will happen to him I have like a mixed emotion of feelings like I do want to see him die I also don't want to see him die but I don't know I don't know what will happen unless like unless it ends in girl power like which I cool like I would be okay (laughs) with that maybe that's the love story we need I, I, I don't think you're wrong, really. Yeah, we'll know when we know. Okay. So this is Radio Apocalypse. This mm-hmm. is issue number two. Um, got a lot. I think this issue builds the world a lot. And like what's happening. Sorry, I, I, I am listening. I am paying attention. I am just like, I'm disappointed that I didn't go back and listen to the music like when I when I should have. I was just bummed out at myself. But yes, this this builds more into the world, whereas like the first one, you got kind of just like an introduction to it. This kind of ex- explains the world and the people in it better. Yeah. Oh, so much better. And mm-hmm. yeah, you really get that development and that understanding and you I think you kind of choose sides too of like who you want to see like survive and not survive and Mm -hmm. I I I love this book I I know it's really like cliche of me to love a book of a creator that I'm really really like enjoying right now so at some point I will be disappointed but I really love this story and I I did go back and that's why I'm like encouraging everybody to go back and read it with the music because it does like completely change the outlook of like the book and how the book feels from like me. I didn't read the second issue without music, but like the first issue I read without music when it came out and it was a good issue. I still really liked it, but going back and reading it with the cues, like where you feel they're supposed to be, especially when you're like, if you think about the fact that it's like the last radio station and they're just queuing up this song, you know, and that song plays. And then 
when she requests her last song it's the same sort of idea and then here in the second issue when she like the day tripper takes off across to bring supplies Mm -hmm. um to the other like places like you play day tripper and it just feels the way it should and I feel like you know when Ram V like starts with that intro of saying like you should read it with like the music I I think that's a hundred percent like true right I and I, I love that aspect of the book I think it's a really cool thing um I'm sorry I have to ch- just touch on one last thing because the art in this book is amazing right the art and colors are so good um he did graffiti's wall I'm pretty sure with an RK and the art in that book to the art in this book is fairly com- like comparable but in this book like you can see the difference in like how much I feel I feel like he's grown as or they've grown as an artist right and maybe just because they couldn't like do what they wanted in graffiti's wall but with this book like a lot of the facial expressions or like certain panels like the one like this panel with the the glasses yeah like there's so many like standout like facial expressions in this book that are like amazing and like I it sometimes like takes my my breath away like the way they look and like the way it just captures like emotion you know like I know it's so good it's so it's gross in a way mm-hmm. and I think that it fits really well with like the post-apocalyptic feeling because it just it does seem like really dirty and raw yeah okay I'm done rambling now okay. I just I'm just gonna help myself it's okay it's a good book it is a really good book okay so I have Black Widow this is issue number 14. Oh, it's right there. Four, number 14. Um, this continues Black Widow's um, little fight with the living sword, but it also shows like what's happening to the rest of the, the team during this period. Um, because in the last couple issues, they were at like a, a gala of some sort. They were trying to figure out what um, M- Ampoji, I can never remember how to say it. What that group, the terrorist organization, is doing, and they're trying to take it down. So they disappeared. They were like overrun and stuff. So Natasha is off fighting her biggest adversary by herself. Um, and I want to show you because they always have like the the spread where something really crazy happens. So I just have to find it because this one, of course, was good, and that's like my favorite part of these books Hmm. so there's this one very good it's very good um I am I think I'm just going to finish out this story arc but the way that this one ends makes me want to keep reading it yeah um I don't necessarily care about the characters other than Hawkeye anymore which is like a shock to me I'm never expecting that when someone's like yeah Heather you love Hawkeye and I'm like god okay apparently I do but I absolutely love him in this story because I just think that they do a really good job of making him dumb Clint so yeah I don't know I'm I'm for sure gonna finish out the story arc but I'm not sure how much longer I'm gonna stick on it that's all I got okay sorry looking at the cat making sure I'm not gonna get jacked uh this is refrigerator full of heads this is issue number four pretty sure the next issue is the last issue um and the story's just kind of all coming together the characters that came here on vacation were FBI FBI agents who found the axe and now they're trying to figure out the rest of the story and like what's happening that's really it okay it's it's i still really like it it's a good book um at, at this issue it a lot of the issues have really felt like you should probably previously read the basket full of heads mm-hmm. but this issue definitely makes me feel like you should read 
ask it full of heads okay otherwise you're just like i don't know who the fuck this is why they matter what's going on yeah i was watching her do her stretches in the back i was like the fuck is she doing anyway okay none of the other animals are up here Um, so she yeah she feels free to lay on the floor and rub herself around i love it love her good for you auntie (laughs) all right so this is department of truth this is issue number uh 16 what a wild fucking ride dude yeah the the art in this one like i know that we talk so much about how good the art is in the other ones but this one absolutely made me lose my mind yeah and this is um by allison sampson and then the colors are by jordi belair um yeah this issue was yeah the art was so 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 good the story itself was also really really good and also just insanely heady mm-hmm. like every time I was reading something I was just like I know what's happening but do I know what's happening it was a fucking trip <laughs> it really was yeah. it, it truly I, was an example if for anyone who watches this if you do this is the art and if you're not reading this then you're a fucking fool yeah you were dumb you're I'm I'm gonna be rude. You're just dumb as shit. Yeah. This like, is like why book. wouldn't you read it? This yeah. is the moment right here. Yeah, I've never read anything quite like this, I don't think. And I'm sure there are books out there that are like this and exist. I know that's a thing, but I just like I really like what it's capturing and how it captures it and the way it's doing it and the way it's doing it in such an interesting way right like I love the use of like different creators on like like a few issues here and there because you're never really sure when it's gonna happen and then it does and because like the last issue was like the last couple issues right have been by Martin Simmons yes yes and then this one just kind of like comes out of nowhere yeah I like that all of, I mean, not all of, but for, like, for the most part, the issues that take place at another point in time are done by a different artist. Yeah, and, and most of those are Lee Harvey Oswald's stories, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely love that, because the ones that take place with Cole, um, or, like, people being interviewed in, in present time about situations are all the same artist, but mm-hmm. all of these other ones where it's, like, yeah, in the past, with Lee it's a different artist like a different feeling for the whole issue like it's just brilliant yeah it is so so good stupid stupid book I can't believe it so stupid okay uh so this is House of Slaughter this is issue number five um this wraps up this story arc of House of Slaughter uh we found out last week last weekend that they were going to keep doing the House of Slaughter story storylines. Uh, the next one focuses on somebody else by a different creative team. But I don't really want to ruin this, but just kind of wraps up Chase and uh, Aaron's story. And I know it bummed me out, man. I I know. I don't know. It sucks. It sucks like meeting a character after they die because you're just like, damn. I I know that like, it wasn't necessarily like something they had thought out, but now I'm like, I want more of that character. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. and I'm sh- I'm sure I'll get it like within probably this stuff, but it just sucks knowing that like I'm not gonna get get them within the like main House of Slaughter storyline stuff right or sorry something is killing the children too which many. is slaughter yeah it's it not- is it's erica's story but yeah yeah so it's good i love it um i once again cannot suggest something is killing the children enough to any person just because it's a it's a really good horror book it's a really fun like actiony horror book nice and okay um, I have 
this book. This is Deaths, Deaths of Wolverine. It's issue number three with this Christian Ward cover. Just like so good, dude. So good. Um, I'm not gonna talk about this one too much because Champ has not read any of them yet. I'm so sorry. I will bring them in and put them in your poll for you so you can catch up on them if you want to. Um, this just introduces the other Wolverines, Laura and Scout. Yeah. Laura and Scout, and they are tasked by um Xavier to um take care of a job because Wolverine is currently indisposed because of the stuff that's going on in lives. Um his brain. But what? The stuff in his brain. Yeah. No, the it's brain. Funny the way that it happens because he's like, hey, I need you to do this because Wolverine is like busy right now. And then it shows this corner down here where Jean's like messing with him there. Um, so yeah, and they are trying to find, or like finding this version of Wolverine to find out who he is, what he's doing, why he's doing it while Moira is doing Moira shit. Um, I loved this issue because I love Laura and yeah. I was very excited that she was back. Um, and I did like the reveal for that wolverine and why he exists okay it was cool as hell i've been excited about learning that for sure i i do like x deaths more but and i think it's just because of this particular wolverine because i'm like this dude is fucking ruthless he does not care about anyone mm -hmm. whereas like regular wolverines like i only care about other people <laughs> yeah True. True. Yeah. So yeah, it's just a nice little change. Okay. Um. So next, I have We Ride Titans issue number two. I put this on my poll file. Okay. No, you did. You did. You got it. I I did. I did. Um, and I will stand by my statement that this is just yeah. The back just says kaiju hit hard, family hits harder. And I've just been telling people that this is about, this is Fast and the Furious with mechs and kaiju. So I don't know what says it more than the that, that line on the back of the book. Um, but our characters, like family, families together. I don't think I said anybody's name the first issue. So I don't remember anybody's name, of course. But here, oh, Kit Hobbs is one of the people. Hobbs and Shaw. It's Hobbs and Shaw. Um, yeah. I'll read the back because learning to, to pilot a giant robot easy, using that giant robot to smash kaiju piece of cake, having to do both under the command of your estranged father, the only person in your family more stubborn than you, also who looks exactly like The Rock. Uh, that's where Kit Hobbs' job finally gets difficult. That's this. Okay. I, right. I don't, I, there's something about this book I really like. I can't explain what it is. And I think it is like, I honestly think it's the family aspect because the family aspect is written so fucking well. Like just the way, like, I guess I don't have a sibling, so I can't say that it's written well. But I feel like the sibling relationship is written really well. I think the relationship between, I also don't have a dad. Maybe, I don't know. I, I, I just know. realized I don't know. <laughs> it's just what you've always wanted a familial relationship yeah. to be like. Just, just strained and terrible. Also involving giant mechs and giant monsters. Uh so I, I like the book. That's all I'm going to say there because now I feel embarrassed. Okay, that's fair. Realizing that I'm like, yeah, I think these relationships are the way they're supposed to work and then being like, I actually don't know the way they're supposed to work. <laughs> that's just, yeah, it's your idea of how they're supposed to work. Uh, good. Okay. Okay. This is the last session. This is issue number three. Yep, number three. three. Um, a group of high school friends are getting together for their last D&D &D session before they go 
live their adult lives and tensions are high. Yeah, they don't like, well, one of the girls in particular, who's a fucking bitch, she does not like the the girlfriend that was introduced into the group. So she has to make it well known to like everyone except for the girlfriend while trying to be nice to her face. She's she's making it real awkward. She is like there's a bad time of it. Yeah, I don't like it. I mean, I like the story. I just don't like the way that that character is written because it's like grow up grow up yeah well and I think that's like what it's trying to show to you but I I I don't know I feel like we all know somebody like that too yes and I think you and I have personally also like encountered somebody who's very much like that and even with just like yeah friends like you're making friends with another person yet you're you're jealous because of their friendship like go fuck yourself yeah like yeah You know, it's, yeah. it is that like, it is that like idea. And I, it is, it is grating to read as well as like interesting because I like the tie in to like the D and D aspect of it. And I also like that. I do enjoy seeing that exploration of somebody being jealous, not just over a girlfriend, but cause they're talking about her just being jealous of people being friends or like getting too mm-hmm. close to one another. I guess suppose like feeling left out yeah I guess it's done really well in that sense but it just irks me because of that reality that we have experienced Mm -hmm. yeah it doesn't make it any less like wrong or shitty by any means just makes it just like yeah I suppose nice to see but also I hope that that person and in the like it's what five issues so the next couple issues we see that as friends they can all explore this because they obviously as a group don't hate her outside of like the D like aspect but for some reason they just can't stand her in the D right, world right which is so Be- I don't know. because she doesn't have like the experience you know mm-hmm. but- this is our last meeting together as a group before we go our separate ways like meh whatever it's dumb anyway it's a good story I think it's nice mm-hmm. and cute and like the art is really cute in it too and I just I do really enjoy it I like it a lot okay you want to talk Ready? about this horny book yeah this is real horno this is Bolero. Bolero this issue number two this issue is very chaotic a lot of jumps through time universes universes mm-hmm dimensions yeah it's just a a person trying to be with the love of their life but never succeeding wherever they are feels like a reverse eternal sunshine yeah that's a good one yeah she gets laid a lot she does get laid a lot there was a whole freaking page of it I mean I do okay so I do enjoy this story but it is all over the place there's something that I don't like about it and I just can't figure out what it is yet and I I feel like in the next couple issues it'll become more apparent but I don't know it's just weird you have a point there because like there is something I like about it but there is something I don't like about it that I just can't quite put my finger on and I don't know what it is and I I don't too chaotic like it like this issue it made sense but it didn't make enough sense because she just, it wasn't stable. Well, and I, yeah, I was to say, I just don't like the main character either. Yeah. Or I I don't like the love that she's lusting after. I don't know. I think, I think maybe I'm, I know you really like love stories and stuff, but I think, and I do like love stories, but I don't like this type of love, like this idea of like a very obsessive love where it's just like, you can't, you can't like let go of it and you have to, like, it just is, it becomes your life and becomes your life to an extent of like here, you're just like hopping through fucking universes, trying to make it right because this is the person you absolutely have to be with no matter what. Because I know you want, and it's not what is best for this other person and for you. You want it, therefore it has to happen. Nothing else matters. Yeah, yeah. I, I think there's a, 
a lot of weird stuff. Like, and I, I think they're going to explore past that the way this ends, but mm -hmm. I don't, I just don't like that. I don't like that feeling. Yeah. No, maybe that's what I don't like about it too, is it is too obsessive to that point. Like I understand pining. I think love stories where there's pining on one side or the other. I do love that kind, but that is not obsessive. And I, hi auntie. Um, She's the star of the show now. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I do, I do still enjoy it. Like the art is absolutely incredible. I love it, but I guess we'll see. Yeah, for sure. I, yeah. And meh, meh. It feels twilighty in that love too. You know what I'm saying? I do. Okay. Let's talk about okay. the next one that I didn't read. So this is the rush. Uh, Champ didn't read this one, but this actually, so as we've mentioned before, the art in this is really good. It is kind of confusing because of the dialogue and how it is used. But this one, I feel like is really pulling the story together because this is the mother kind of getting to some realizations and knowing that in order to help or to locate her son, she has to give up some things. So that's all I'm really going to say about it because the monsters in this one are so good and I, I don't want to spoil anything for you on accident so yeah no I haven't like even opened the last couple issues because like there's something about this story where I'm just like I don't feel like I should open it or look at it yeah no because this in this one since it is coming to an end like every single page could spoil something for you because like so much happens in it but it's like it's just tying everything up because I, mm -hmm. I do think that there is five issues and then it's done maybe six but it's really really good I enjoy the story the art and the colors Mwah, beautiful story so yeah okay. that's all okay ready it, yeah is it just you yeah no yeah. it's us it's okay. it's us sorry it's us. this is step by bloody step this is a, a silent story that's a good way that's to it. say that there's a it's just a very quiet story there's no dialogue but the dialogue that there is in there it's not for us to understand it's not just yeah just a what you think is a robot or it's just a giant and a young girl traversing mm -hmm. the world that they're in and that, that's that's really it the art in this book is fucking insane yeah it um, is so good so it's what it's the stories by Cy Spurrier, the artist by Matias Ferraga, Bergara, sorry, and then the colors are by uh, Matthias Lopez and or Matthias, 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 yeah, Matthias, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it just good. looks so good. It's just so dumb. It feels it feels like watching a cartoon, but just like a very like I don't know, a cartoon I've never fucking seen in my life. A dream like cartoon. Yeah. Like because yeah. I can't like I can't compare it to any like animation I've ever seen. Right. But that's how it feels. Yeah, I would definitely recommend it because, I mean, I love stories that are told specifically through art and not necessarily any words. And my interpretation of it was different from what I read it was supposed to be about. And I always think that that's very interesting, too, is like mm -hmm. when you're given the same story, but you read it differently. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see where it goes and like what happens and I'm I'm excited. Yeah, it's no, a, I'm very excited. It's weird because it's one of those books I definitely didn't like. I don't know how I kind of like skipped over it on previews because it has several creators that I really like on it. So it's not like I I don't know why I'd be like, oh yeah, I shouldn't like add this to my full file or like order this. Um, I'm really glad that I actually I think I just straight up ordered it. Yeah, you like just added to your whole part. Okay, yeah. yeah. I uh I didn't end up adding it till like I was doing the newsletter for the shop and I was like looking for books to like post to like feature. 
And I, I was like looking at it and I was like, oh, what's this book? And I was like, oh, this is a book I don't know how I missed. So I'm going to go ahead right. and feature it. And it was like the week of FOC. So, or the week before FOC. So I was like, yep. Boom. Gotcha. There we go. Yep. Okay. I just like, I don't like this because I feel like people aren't going to like us. I, I do want I'm not going to say much about it. I'm going to say my feelings on some pretty much what I've told you, but I'm not going to give like a full review of it because I also don't want to spoil it for people who haven't quite gotten to it yet. Yeah, I, but, I will say, I'll just go ahead and say spoilers just in case because I, I probably will. Yeah. Okay, so, so go ahead. This is Saga. <laughs> this is a book called Saga. This is issue number 56. Um, I am going to say though, I was very excited for this one because I thought that I was going to get some of my prints based off of what was said in the last issue, what was solicited for this one and the cover of this one. What I got was not what I wanted. I did not like that. I don't know what I expected. I don't know what I possibly thought they could have done with him. But that what I got was not what I wanted. Yeah, that's not wrong. I bummed me out. I mean, technically, you got Prince Robot. I did. I I got Prince Robot. I got him. I'm sorry, dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just had to lighthearted make this a little more lighthearted. I know. M- make us laugh. Like what I said, you know, I don't know what I thought I was going to get from it or like what they could have possibly done for me mm-hmm. considering what happened to him. But it, I, I, it didn't even occur to me that it was going to be that. And like, when I opened to the page, I was like, uh, excuse me. Yeah. Didn't like it. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Have I grown in the three years since Saga was was on hiatus? Because that's how I feel. Like I feel like I've grown up, and I I can't. I don't even the parts that I did like didn't hit as hard as I feel like if I had read this like right off the like heels of the hiatus, mm-hmm. and I don't. I don't know. It sucks because I'm just like, yeah, did I grow as a person? Is this writing just like not what I want anymore? Does it not hold the same ground? Well, see, and I think that you had mentioned that he wrote this two years ago. So I've been trying to take that more into consideration. And I have been trying to put myself because I also think the same thing, like maybe I did grow a little bit too, because I went back and I read some of saga from before and I did still enjoy it that's what I wanted I was like yes okay I do still enjoy this um but then yeah reading it now is it's for a different time the stuff that is written in here should not be written in here anymore especially in the way that is is written it should have never been written the way that it was to be completely honest but it is what it is and it is not good (laughs) yeah uh so Heather and I like I'm just gonna skip to the end of this because like the issue itself it was fine it was fine yeah it was okay it it really just like kind of drove your story forward very I don't know as a comeback it feels very weak Mm -hmm. like it doesn't feel like hey we're hitting these like points we really should be hitting like I'd almost love like a, almost like a, here's what this person is doing. Here's what this, like a little, like a little bit of everybody without building anything and then getting into it a little bit more after that. Mm-hmm. But this feels very typical almost. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Heather and I are talking about the ending of this book, which was particularly awful. Um, once again, verbiage is, very strange and I think I think it's really important to look at like what you're saying and how you're saying it and and be hypercritical of it because like you could make somebody bad you can say bad things and you can be 
edgy without coming off as a fucking piece of shit like I don't know and I I know it's an awful like examination but I look at Sunny a lot because there's very few times I look back at Sunny and I'm just like oof Mm -hmm. I don't know about that but it's also not trying to do the same things as like this is like Sunny's trying to like be like here are the most awful people you've ever fucking seen Mm -hmm. and this if they were real this is how they would act and it's poking fun at those types of people where this I mean because I always relate it to Sunny too because those are the worst people I've ever seen in my life but Dennis Reynolds would never say I'm gonna rape your child no, Dennis Reynolds would never say I'm going never to rape say that. He would never say that. Yeah, and that's like the thing is, even when I was, even when I was comparing this character to Negan, this mm-hmm. bad guy, mm-hmm. and like calling him Negan S, because that is how like this new bad guy comes off to me is like, oh, we got to make him so bad. We got to make him fucking the worst person ever. How can we make him the worst person ever in this world full of fucking war? <laughs> like there's already just so many awful people here you don't even need to like you don't even need to exaggerate that fact but he feels the need to and like yeah that's the thing is like Negan wouldn't even rape somebody because like Negan that was his thing he was like no rape is fucked you yeah. don't rape people so like it's it does it does come off I, I hate it I hate it. I hate the fact that I'm just going to say, I'm just going to say the last lines of this book. I don't care. They are dealing with some pirate shits and the main pirate bad guy says, I'm going to haul your kids up here and rape them to death in front of you. And when you turn the page, he says, oops, probably should have thrown a trigger warning in there, huh? Like, it's it's gross it really is like it and I think our friend Zach and I were talking about it and it probably wouldn't I don't know it might not have been like so bad but it was bad but you read the author's notes and then like his first line is Jesus that was pretty that was a pretty bleak ending I didn't even read the author's notes I didn't even get to it I don't like, and that's, I just don't want to hate a book I previously really loved, but I'm, I don't like it right now. He said it was a lonely and terrifying time as if that excuses why he's writing something this fucking gross. But also like, it's a lonely and terrifying time for a man who has a whole family. I don't... (laughs) This is gross. (laughs) I don't know. And I just like, I know that people aren't going to like us after we say this because it is something that they love. And then I was talking to one of our mutual friends about it. And I was saying like my discrepancies and problems with like the first issue, like the first issue back. And then like my problem with like what was said here and that like, he was just like, I don't, I don't want to hate like my favorite book. (laughs) It's just like, I don't either. Well, I mean, it's fine, but the thing is, like, because I don't hate it. I just hate the way that language works. I hate the way that they chose to do certain things in here, and I, I hate that he felt that that was a necessary thing to put in there, because like I told you, I don't care about a lot of stuff. Stuff doesn't bother me. You can use whatever language that you want. I don't fucking care, but that is like, what they have been doing is not necessary there's no reason that it needs to be done like that and there's no reason why like bringing that aspect into this sort of book needs to be done yes it just it's ridiculous like I just I don't know I didn't I do care about language I do care about what or what is said but you know what I mean yeah I, I I do know what you mean. Yeah, so a lot of things don't bother me in comic books when you're trying to tell a story. But that was just completely it wasn't needed. It wasn't necessary. We know that dude's a piece of shit. Like 
we know he was he trying to like grab her like shirt off yeah. like there yeah. was plenty of other like yeah. cute cues that this guy sucked and it just it felt like the whole trigger warning it I hate when people say it like that in that way because it seems like they're mocking people who have some problem with being touched and saying something about it like no it's not a trigger warning it's respect well yeah you know what I mean it's like yeah well yeah it's 100% like trigger warnings are very real things for people who do need them and like to dismiss them the way that this is dismissed is a very much uh you know neckbeard online comment and once again I think it like people are gonna read it like the last issue where it's like well this is just like the way it's supposed to fit and it's like well sure fuck yeah it's supposed to fit this way but like why why yeah but why why does it need to be that like we're at a point now where like you can you can change the way that things are said and it'll still make sense in a story like we are 56 issues in and it is 2022 there's no reason why that needs to be said in a way that makes it feel like they're being mocked I don't know maybe I'm just being sensitive I'm a big baby but you know I'll say I think we're both big babies I think that was like the biggest like why I've been wanting to hear from so many people. So yeah, if you've gotten to the end of this and you're willing to listen to us ramble this long, I would love to hear your opinion about that if you have read Saga issue 56, because I feel like the last couple issues, I haven't heard anyone say anything. I did have one of my friends who came into the shop recently to talk about the last issue and the ending of that and how they did not, or how, yeah, how like they didn't agree with it, but or how they felt uncomfortable by it yeah and nobody else has seemingly said anything nobody else has like felt uncomfortable which now everyone's quiet yeah fine interesting but yeah okay so now it's done i'm done i'm done we're gonna go be sensitive by ourselves now uh so as always go support your local comic book shops go take care of your friends support your local libraries, support trans folks, support LGBTQIA folks, which trans folks go into, but like trans people forever. I love you all. Um, Take care of each other. Heather, what do you got? Fuck Vladimir Putin. (laughs) That as well. Um, Not wrong. Not wrong, no uh thank you suck it sorry (laughs) thank you all for listening we appreciate you um and if you have the time and money please donate to any links or anything that we share with you it would mean a lot to us personally um we love you and we'll see you on the flippity flip